Hey everybody, welcome back to another one. Today I want to talk about how the world is like dramatically changing from an economics perspective. Now, I'm not an, ec an economist and I'm certainly not anybody who has any authority to make any substantial claims, but here are my personal opinions. Um, right now, what you're seeing are people leveraging, especially people at a very young age, leveraging the internet for massive financial gains. And I don't just mean people who are getting lucky and making it big on things like TikTok or Instagram, but I mean normal millennials, Gen Zers, uh, providing some sort of service online to other people that they find valuable and being paid for it in like really high amounts that is something we at least from my understanding have not seen ever well i mean because the internet n no real tool like the internet ever existed and today i just wanted to go over an example to give some perspective on that so um for example you can do things like do online consulting for something like uh, professional services. So if you yourself, for example, you're a young person and you're a relatively successful uh, sales representative of any kind, so either a realtor or an insurance broker or financial uh, service broker or even a car salesperson, there are many avenues online for you to be able to sell educational or consultation products to other professionals without really having to have a massive following. Uh, like, for example, you could do this on LinkedIn where you can connect with other professionals that would be interested in what you have to offer. Or you could just do the old-fashioned way and... Uh, direct message people on social media platforms or hell even just meet them online and then um, use that connection to to leverage your your ability to, to help them out and make some money off of it and these aren't theoretical like there are cases that you see on youtube um, i think there's a youtube channel that covers it i think it's called millennial money or something and they cover how different people with different salaries make uh, how they make their money and kind of how they live and how they budget and what i noticed is there are a fair number of those individuals that make their income if if not all their income through the internet so the reason that's fascinating to me is it basically makes it so your profit margins are way higher than they would normally be and it also doesn't limit you to any specific location so for one your profits are going to be higher because if you can leverage the internet for the most part you don't need to hire a secretary of any kind because people get a hold of you through email or direct messaging and you can sort of pick and choose who you want to work for based on kind of like the background of that person because if somebody messages you on instagram or on linkedin for your services let's say at this point you 
have a slight following where people are actually coming to you, well, you can look that person up too. And if they look like they're going to be a waste of your time or that they're not going to be in a position where they can actually pay for what you have to offer, then you can just ignore them and you can focus solely on the people that you want to work for or work with rather. So right away, you're, you're getting rid of, rid of that secretary. That's a salary right there. Uh, you don't have any office spaces for the most part. So that's a massive save uh, savings. You don't have to worry about lease. You don't have to worry about any of that other crap. And nowadays, you don't really even need a CRA, or not a CRA, a CPA, or any of that matter for the most part if you're running a pretty simple business model because there are many online services that, again, are there for you to be able to use to, to manage and run your company. And then the beautiful thing of not being tied to any general location is, one, you don't have to do business with people that are local, and two, you can work from anywhere in the world. So this allows you to even live in a country where your dollar travels a lot more, or uh, sorry, not travels a lot more, um, allows you to travel a lot more uh, to, to different parts of the world. So if, uh, for example, if, if you want to live in Asian countries, if you want to experience those, the amount of money that you would make, A, would convert to a high dollar value to their currency, and B, because you're basically working out of a laptop, you can travel a lot more with that money. Or if you really wanted to, you could choose to live in a country like that and basically live like a rich person, even if you're making what is considered like a middle class salary. And then what's funny is uh, there was there was one specific person I, I remember watching their video and I think they were making somewhere along the lines of between two to three fifty. Uh, K a year doing their consulting business. And I think what she was doing was doing, um, I think it was in the financial sector, but basically this, this, uh, this woman was in her mid twenties. And to give you some perspective for that, I wanted to go over what the typical salary of a cardiologist is just to kind of break that down. Because the way that this person was able to make a salary that high is by leveraging the internet and using places like LinkedIn to find the connections necessary in order to get those clientele. And it only took her a few years to get to that point. Whereas a cardiologist has to first graduate university with top grades. They have to get accepted into a prestigious medical school. And then medical school is four years. So already you have a minimum of eight years of schooling. And then once you're done medical school, what you have to do is called a residency, which is your sort of like your, your training. So regardless of what kind of doctor or surgeon you're going to be after medical school, everybody has a, a residency that has a different time frame. So with the cardiologist example, after med school, you have another four years of internal medicine training. And this is from the Canadian Medical Association. And then after those four years, you have an additional three years of cardiology-specific training. So four for undergrad, that's 
another four from for med school that's eight another four for um residency that's 12 and then another three for specific cardiology training that's 15 years before you make a dime well you do make some money in residency but it's basically minimum wage but before you actually make any decent living now to be fair uh based on these stats and these numbers were taken in 2017 a typical cardiologist their uh annual gross salary was 625k a year canadian um that's before overheads and they typically have a 23 percent overhead which is pretty low for for a specific business because at the end of the day doctors run their own contracting business that's what they do and i have a few other stats typically they work 57 hours a week and in addition to that they're usually on call in a, about another 40 hours a month so they're, they're working a fair bit of hours in the week to make that now the caveat is while this person was definitely making less than a cardiologist they did significantly less training they can work from virtually anywhere they want and also the freedom to be able to work online gives her the opportunity to be able to leverage her time and that means that she doesn't necessarily have to work during given business hours as long as she's given a task and gets that task done at a reasonable fashion or whatever the the agreed upon time is then she gets paid and I don't know what the number is exactly, but I remember there was a study I read a while ago that that said if once you hit a certain salary threshold, then any real increases beyond that doesn't really have any massive meaningful impact to your lifestyle. Um, I think the number that they said was somewhere around 90,000, but obviously that varies a lot based on where you live. Like 90,000 will, will be a lot of money if you're living kind of in the middle of most western countries in canada and in the states but if you're living coastal in those big cities that doesn't really get you much but you kind of get the idea you there there's a certain number it's not super high and once you kind of reach that there really isn't much i think they they use that as a happiness index or something or level of comfort that doesn't it doesn't really grow exponentially beyond that so it doesn't really matter and 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 this this girl that that they were interviewing like she was probably i think she was 24 and she was making multi six figures so obviously she hadn't been working for very long it's very possible that she could even get to the point where she could catch up to the cardiologist but you got to remember that that cardiologist went through 15 years of school before they started to make any of that income and also this income typically comes after you have built a base of clients and i mean I don't think doctors refer patient to patients as clients, but at the end of the day, that's what they are if you look at it at a financial uh, perspective because it's the same thing. Like if, if you are just starting your practice, you're not going to suddenly have a, a massive lineup of patients unless you're a family doctor. Usually specialists, even though they're in very high demand, the way that you see a specialist is by being referred to them. So you still have to go out you still have to network with other family doctors and you still have to get your name out there so then you get people sent to you now being a doctor and being somebody who's in such high demand that happens pretty quickly but you got to remember that there's all those years of schooling 
the debt and all the years where you didn't make in any income. So there's that opportunity cost as well. So then that kind of brings forth this discussion as like purely from a, a financial perspective, is it worth your time to be doing these careers that traditionally are viewed as of like high prestige or of something that basically gives you a, a golden ticket to, to be able to live a really comfortable life. And I mean, let, let's be honest here. If you make 600 grand a year, you're living more than a comfortable life. You're living a life of luxury. Is it really worth it? Because now, nowadays you have the opportunity to be able to make $60,000 a year online, but you could live in Thailand while doing it. And that $60,000 will get you a lot in a country like that, where the the currency uh, is obviously an advantage on your on your end, and I think that's an interesting discussion because what it does is sort of disrupt our entire thinking towards having to go through financial um, hardship to get through formal edu- formal education, whereas you could probably get started right away and slowly build your own. Um, either business or service, whatever it may be. And it doesn't have to be, I, I think I'm pretty much focused on financial services and consulting, but you can do online tutoring. Uh, for example, I have a friend who in between school, what he did was he taught English to um, people from around the world. I think people that were from Japan or Taiwan, countries like that. And while it didn't pay much, um, in comparison to what you can get here, the fact that he also chose to go and live out in those countries while getting paid, um, I think he was getting paid U.S. currency. He was twenty bucks, twenty bucks an hour to to, to tutor. That twenty dollars carried a lot more weight over there, and he was able to do a lot with it and live a pretty cool life in between his schooling. So it just goes to show that you don't necessarily have to hustle it out here, uh, even if you're in the process of figuring out your life and and maybe formal education is a path for you but it doesn't mean that if you have a gap year then you necessarily have to hang out here and work a job at like walmart or something just to kind of get by but in addition to that i think it also means that if you're somebody who doesn't really see themselves going down the formal education route this just means that you have another avenue to be able to figure it out in life. Like I think before people had the option of go to college or do a trade or something, right? And that something usually didn't really end very well. Usually it meant being stuck in a, in a low wage, minimum wage kind of entry level position, low skill work, which are important and are necessary. But let's be honest, they don't pay very well. And no matter how much, how many protests and politicians we like to uh, throw at that problem, it's not going to go away. You're, you're never going to have a super sustainable wage come from something that's entry level because it's just not feasible, especially with the technology that comes out now. So then what do you do? Well, if you don't want to go to college, then your options back in the day were trades. But now you have the internet. And with the internet, you don't have to become, like I said, you don't have to become an internet personality of any kind. Um, 
I think I've probably mentioned LinkedIn like three or four times now, but the the opportunities that it opens up for people who are extremely, even extremely introverted and not really down to to put themselves out there, it, the opportunities are basically endless. Another example is uh, a website called Fiverr. So Fiverr is um, basically, it's a freelancing website. Uh, think of it as like, uh, Think of it as like Amazon, but instead of you buying a product, you buy a service. So let's say you need somebody to design a poster for you and you really suck at Photoshop. You can hire somebody and that person can charge whatever they want as long as it's reasonable. And you can like re leave a review and the reviews are typically like how good they were at, you know, actually doing the thing you asked. How quickly did they respond? Did they finish the work on time, et cetera? Uh, or anything else you can think of tutoring um editing cover letters editing resumes literally anything you can think of i'm pretty sure there are if you want to get really good at fortnite there are even like fortnite tutors that you can hire or if you are really good at teaching somebody how to play a video game you can do that and what's cool is that while this kind of started as like a freelance gig economy kind of job there are many people around the world, especially developing countries, they primarily use this as their way to make money because it's way more lucrative to do this rather than trying to earn the currency of their own country. So what's the whole point of today? Honestly, it was just mainly a rant about how cool I think the internet is as a tool and, and how, I guess, this is sort of like the economic enlightenment of our age is that we no longer have to rely on these traditional cookie cutter paths that have been the road to success for our parents and our grandparents with the internet we can pretty much make our own path and especially if you're somebody out there who feels like they didn't really belong in any of the the options that they were given as they came up through school, the internet kind of gives you the option to figure it out on your own. Anyways, that's it for today. Um, kind of a shorter one today, but I just had a couple of thoughts I wanted to get out. Uh, I've been talking to a few people to get some guests on the show. Probably going to try to record those ahead of time so then there isn't a huge gap in between, but still going to do the 30 and 30. So... Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. See you next time.